Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Passes to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. Got a bunch of room and some blockers. Hurdling a blocker at the 25. Inside the 50. Throw Sanders got there. Touchdown. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. And welcome back to another episode of Believe in Saints. I'm John Hendricks alongside Terrence Copper. Terrence, we get to celebrate a win, right? It's the Jets. But yes. Celebrate a win. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, I can't complain too much, man. I had a great time in New York, stayed in downtown Manhattan. The wife and I had some great times there. And, uh, you know, Saints got a win. So I think that's obviously one of the most important parts of it. Yes. But yes. Talking yes. about the, uh, we needed the game. that win just for our confidence. Yeah, I, I mean, look, <laughs> I, I think looking at the game, as you see, you know, again, it's the Jets, but I, I liked what they did offensively with Alvin Kamara. You know, I think some people were worried he might be on like a pitch count or something along that mm-hmm. line. And he said after the game that, look, he, he felt great and that there was no limitations on him. And look, I think, um, you know, the way they played Taysom Hill with running the football was great. He was efficient. He didn't set the world on fire in passing, but, you know, when they needed to move some the chains, uh, he did some good things. You know, the only criticisms I'd have from that game is, you know, you put yourself in two real bad down and distance situations, one with a sack, um, you know, offensive line got blown up a little bit there and then uh, an ill-advised penalty that puts you back. So what were your kind of takeaways from this one, even though, again, it's just the Jets and how do you gauge this? You know, I think we started out, uh, a little slower because that game, truthfully, that game started getting out of hand uh, during the second half. Uh, but it was a close game, you know, pretty much the whole first half, you know. So, but the fact that for the fact for them to come out and and, and get something going on that second half of the game, and I love, like you said, I love the way they use Taysom Hill. I love the way they use Kamara. Uh, like you say, Taysom, he didn't throw throw for a lot of yards, but he didn't need to, you know. We rushed for over 200 yards between him and uh, him and Kamara. So he didn't need to. And I feel like the way they used him, getting him outside of the pocket, running some nakeds, uh, he's just taking what was there. I feel like that is the way we have to play the game. And it was kind of the same way that we talked about even when Winston was there, you know, kind of limiting him from throwing a lot of passes, even though he can do it. But this, it's going to be more apt to make more mistakes, the more passes you throw. So just being able to run the ball and, and get him out of the pocket and, and – and allowing him to run the ball as well. So the way the game plan was set up was perfect. And, yes, it's the Jets, but who cares? They're still an NFL team. We got to win. That's all that matters. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, you, you played complimentary football. All three phases were clicking, you know, and nobody's talking about it, but <laughs> Brett Maher hit all of his field goals, you know. I mean, hit all yep. the extra points. That matters. Blake Gillikin looked great. You know, you don't have Deontay Harris. Aesop Winston Jr. made some good returns in his first debut as a professional. I mean, you know, again, there were a lot of things that you could take away from this. 
just having Marcus Davenport back was such a huge boost and even not having Cam Jordan and having Mark Ingram or Ty Montgomery. So again, you look at past teams and maybe you play this way and you have some sloppy results, but you know, to hold them only to field goals. And yeah, you caught some breaks like Ty Johnson dropping three straight passes or dropping three passes and, you know, where they could have got first downs, but you know, defensively, you made Zach Wilson look like a, a running around with a chicken with his head cut off. And yep. offensively, you moved the sticks and, and such. But, you know, I guess my whole thing is when you look at this formula, and again, we could talk more about the Jets, but, you know, the focus really is going to be on Tampa. Is this a sustainable game plan to beat the Buccaneers? You know what? I think it's sustainable the fact that you have Taysom Hill at the quarterback position. Now, are we just going to be able to run the ball down uh, down the Buck's throat? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of teams that could do that. But the fact that you have a quarterback that can run the ball, I think that opens up and that gives us a, a totally different dimension uh, when it comes to getting creative with the run game and not necessarily having run plays for Taysom. Of course, you want to have some of those in, but even when we drop back the pass, you know, the fact that he can elude defenders and he can get out of the pocket and run, I think that opens up a lot more space for our, our run game to actually hit in an unconventional way. So I have high hopes for this game. I don't think – do I think we're going to put up 200 yards rushing versus Tampa? I don't know. That's going to be tough. But I think we have to do some unconventional things, the fact we have Taysom Hill in the backfield. Uh, so that's how I feel about that formula when it comes to running the ball and – but we have to sustain – we have to get a run game going, regardless if it's Kamara or Taysom Hill, regardless if that's either one of them, however, run, however we're running the ball with them. We have to get something sustained when it comes to running the ball, conventional or unconventional, because that's going to help open up our play-action game. And if we can do that, then we can sustain this formula. But if we can't get any type of run game going, it's going to be tough. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Sean Payton said on Wednesday, he said that they have to have a good passing game, which obviously, obviously that's going to fall a lot on Hill, but it's not just Hill, it's going to be the receivers, the tight ends, the offensive line, and the blocking. But some people have kind of challenged that in, in, in a way. And, you know, when Sean says something like that, do you think he really means that? Or is he maybe tendency to say, no, we're going to try to run the ball. We're going to try to scramble him a little bit with Taysom back there. Or maybe put some looks with Ingram and Kamara out there. You know, I mean, do you really buy what he's saying there? Uh, or do you think he's going to come out with some type of different game plan? No, I buy exactly what he's saying. I believe everything he's saying is true. And I think he thinks it's true. Uh, because if you think about it, I mean, there's not a lot of teams that's just going to turn around and hand the ball and run the ball down the Bucks' throat. You have to be able to make plays. Receivers, especially playing the Bucks, that they're, they're at the top of the uh, of the league right now at ten and three. You have to be able to make plays down the field playing against a team like this. So, but getting the run game established so you can have some play action plays. But 
in a game like this, the receivers have to make plays. They're going to have to make plays because their offense, when I say their offense, talking about Tampa Bay offense, is very explosive. And if they get on the roll, you got to be able to keep up with that team. And you're not going to be able to keep up with it just turn around handing the ball off for three yards a carry or something like that. So you have to be able to throw the ball. And he hit it right on the head. You have to. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, when you look at it, obviously Tampa's going to be favored. They have a chance to win the NFC South and stamp their ticket into the postseason with this game. Um, and, you know, I guess kind of how fitting it is because you have to, to beat the four-time, four, uh, four straight division winners in the Saints, you know, and so I, I think that's pretty fitting for them to have to do that. But, you know, I look at Tampa, and obviously a lot's changed since week eight. You know, it was a those those two uh, Saints were four and two at that point. Bucks were five and one. You know, Bucks were unbeatable at that point. But the Saints obviously won, and defensively they were able to do enough and to do a lot of things that were uh, able to get them a win. And so, again, you don't have Jameis Winston. You don't have a lot of those same faces that you have in this game. But and then on the same breath, uh, Tampa is getting back some of their guys that didn't have the net, that first matchup. You know. Carlton Davis, they had Sean Murphy bunting, they got Richard Sherman in the mix. So if I'm the Saints and I'm trying to exploit anything in a Tampa Bay defense, which obviously you saw they let their guard down against the Bills last week and look what mm-hmm. happened. It almost cost them the game. And yep. where would I attack and how can this Saints receiving core, because let's be fair, they're not, they're not exceptional by any standard, especially when you don't have Deontay Harris out there. So what do you do and how do you run routes? What do you call up as a, as a play caller to try to find some success? Well, it's, it's all going to depend on what coverage the Bucks are playing. Well, for defense, for us defensively, we have to make Tom Brady uncomfortable. We have to get, we have to get pressure on him. Uh, and we have to get pressure on him. I think we need to dial some, some blitzes up. But Tom Brady is pretty good when it comes to the blitz, you know. So our front four is going to have to get some, going to have to get some pressure on him, defensively. Offensively, even though Richard Sherman is back, Richard Sherman is he's not a spring chicken anymore, you know. And he was he used to be one of those guys that you never that you would never go after. Uh, you would never go after him because he's just so good at what he does, you know. I would see if he still has it. You know, he would be the he would be the guy that I would go after. I know it sounds crazy to go after uh, Richard Sherman, but I would test him down the field and see what his top his top end speed is like. I would test him down the field with deep balls and see does can he can he still run with these receivers? I would test it. I mean, because he's known for sitting on a lot of balls, he's sitting on a lot of routes, and he's also known for playing the deep ball well. But I don't know what his speed is like anymore. So I would be more apt to take shots down the field versus Sherman uh, because you just don't know what he is, how, how fast he still is and how, and if he can continue to run with these receivers. Well, and I liked what the saints did against the jets. You know, again, you run some really well executed screens. Nick Vanette looked really good. I, I think the play that I really loved the most in that game was they just threw a, a quick little, quick little pass over to, to Marquez Callaway and just let him do something with the football. And he broke three tackles and ended up getting down to like the one yard line. I, again, I like the fact that, you know, you just put the, the ball in some of your guys' hands, mm-hmm. let them make a play. Um, you know, Trey Quan Smith caught all of his targets. Jawan Johnson caught his own tar- lone target. I mean, you know, as, as long as they don't have to be, they don't have to be perfect here. 
in my opinion. I just think they have to be good enough, good enough is what I would say, because you have that element with Taysom when he's back to pass. If that pocket collapses, he's going to take off and, you know, that can open some things up. And, you know, obviously I think maybe the short game is the way he attacked because let's make no mistake about it. You know, they, there can blow up those screen plays that Sean Payton likes to run a lot of times, but I think getting creative in the game plan, I think they might look at some of that film last year when, when the saints beat them so badly on that Sunday night football game. Again, I think there's ways creatively. I think it's going to be a real chess match for them. I'm definitely more concerned about the offense trying to keep pace with the the Bucks defense versus you know being concerned more about the defense trying to hold the Bucks to to not have to score points and all that. Yes, I agree with you uh, because the Bucks offense can be very explosive, especially with Fournette running the way he's running. We have to defensively, we have to make Tom Brady and their offense one dimensional, if possible, if that's even possible. Uh, the good thing about it, we have beaten the Bucks this year, so we know the formula it takes to beat them. You know, and the Bucks was rolling when we beat them. So, like you said earlier, it wasn't like the Bucks was a they was playing bad early in the season when we beat them. So we have the formula, we have the formula to win this game, but it's all about execution. And if I'm gonna put my hat on on a coaching staff to out coach the Bucks, because that's what's gonna have to happen. We're gonna have to have some. We're gonna have to out coach this team. Uh, and when I say out coach them, we're gonna have to scheme certain things up uh, to get to get extra yardage. Whether it's well, we may throw a flea flicker in there. It's just something we have to do. We may have to have to do a reverse. It's something we're gonna have to do to just gain that extra yardage or gain an extra possession. Uh, whether it's special teams have to come up big, uh, but something has to happen. Uh, to actually help gain extra possessions for us to really take this game because it's going to be a tough fought game. Uh, I think our coach is going to have to be on point. I, we're going to have to make plays. Receivers are going to have to make plays. They're going to have to make plays that usually, you know, usually you're not really apt to them seeing them make those type of plays, but some special plays are going to have to be made versus this team in order for us to be successful. Absolutely. And look, you look back at the last time those two teams met. I mean, it was really crazy because New Orleans dominated the time of possession. I think it was like mm -hmm. 33 minutes to 26 minutes, something crazy, almost 34. But Tampa was good on third down. Chris Godwin had a field day. Bucks had over 400 yards, but they were very undisciplined. I mean, they had like 11 penalties for 99 yards. Um, and the thing is, I remember that that Winston early on before he got hurt, he was beating the Bucks with their with his legs. I mean, he had four yes. carries for 40 yards. It wasn't just Kamara. I mean, he found some success and, you know, they didn't have receivers that were setting the world on fire. I mean, Kevin White was your leading receiver. He only caught one ball for 38 yards. I mean, that just kind of put a little bit in perspective, but the Saints didn't turn the ball over and they played disciplined football. I think that's enough to beat Tampa on the road. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, that's definitely enough. That's definitely enough. Like I said, but the fact, like I said, the fact that, like I said, Winston had some rushing yards uh, last time they played. And now you got Taysom Hill that can give you even more yards and, and not only give you yards when he's scrambling, but you can also set up extra run plays for him to give to give an extra blocker in front of him to help block, you know, because he's the quarterback running the ball. So you don't have to hand it off and, and lose that extra blocker. So you're hitting it right on the head, man. I think we have enough to beat this team, but play is going to have to be made. Uh, time possession, we got to win the time possession battle. We definitely have to win the turnover battle. We can't give them extra possessions. 
and and you hit it on the head when you said about playing discipline football. We can't have a bunch of penalties during drives because, like I said, anytime you have a penalty on a drive, it's a certain percentage that now your percentage of scoring drops dramatically just by one penalty on the drive. You know, so we have to play discipline football, like you said, and we cannot turn it over. We cannot give Tom Brady extra possessions. And this is one thing that people have to understand. When we get an opportunity to catch an interception or to jump on the fumble, we have to have those. We have to have them. We can't, we can't just live with, okay, we batting the pass down when we can pick it off. You got to pick those off because you can't allow Tom Brady or any type of quarterback that has a great offense another opportunity to come back on the field and we could have had that turnover. So anything like that, whether we got a chance to get a fumble recovery or whether we have a chance to catch a pick, we have to catch those. We have to catch them. Man, and what's at stake is just, I mean, it can't be said enough. I mean, again, mathematically, you're still alive. It's six and seven. And the thing is, this is how crazy the NFC's postseason race is right now. You got San Francisco at number six. They're seven and six. Washington's mm-hmm. at six and seven. Then the Saints are tied. So Minnesota's got it uh, as the eighth seed. Then you got Philly, Atlanta, and then New Orleans. They're all six and seven. But then you get the crazy part in the schedule this weekend. You've got uh, you've got basically looking at the Vikings playing the Bears on Monday Night Football. The Falcons are playing the 49ers on the road. And then you have the Washington playing Philly at noon. So a lot of things can fall in your favor pretty quickly. But obviously, you know, everybody's going to be scoreboard watching this one. But really, all you're worried about is winning your game, right? I mean, that's really that's the first and, foremost, first and foremost. They can run the table, get to 10 and 7. I think they get in. If they get into 9 and 8, and we've talked about it, that's not going to bode well in their favor. And we talked about it last week. Just get in the dance. That's all we're caring about, right? That's it. That is it. And like, see, so you're hitting, John, you're hitting it right on the head, man. Uh, we just have to worry about our job. Uh, we, we can't worry about what, of course, if it starts getting a little later, then you can start looking at these other teams. But right now we are in the fight. And the only way to stay in the fight is we have to take care of our job. We have to win games. Uh, and that is the whole focus. I'm quite sure of the Saints with Coach Payton, what he's telling them. Let's just take care of our business. Because if we don't take care of business, all the other uh, records the other team has, it doesn't matter. You know, we have to win out. And that's how you have to look at it. You have to win out. Yeah, and then, again, what an opportunity for Taysom Hill. You know, again, we, we kind of talked about it. I wrote about it that, um, you know, he just has an incredible opportunity in front of him. Again, if you get in a position where he can beat the Bucks, then I think a lot of people are going to change the narrative on him. And, again, because everybody feels a certain type of way, and I, I sometimes I feel like it's because Sean Payton's the smartest man in the room and it drives people crazy because they don't like <laughs> how cocky or how much he has to deal with. But the reality is, I mean, his first real audition as, as a, a starter, I mean, you know, I, I thought he looked good um, in this game and uh, I, much better than obviously with him hurting his finger. But, you know, he's got a, another great opportunity here. And if he can win – you know, these next few games, or if he can beat the Bucks again, I think Saints fans in their confidence level is going to only rise, but you know, what do you think he has to do? Like, again, if the Saints are going to have a chance to win, what does that stat line look like for Hills? It could be more running and more balanced. Is he going to have to pass for 250 maybe, and obviously not turn the ball over. What do you think he's got to do from a perspective to help the Saints team win? He has to do exactly 
or he has to do exactly whatever the Bucks give him. Not, not being too greedy, trying to take something that's not there. If the Bucks give him the check down, check it down to Kamara. If the Bucks open up the lane for him to take off and run, take off and run. He needs to take exactly what the Bucks give him uh, and not play hero ball. Uh, he don't need to. I feel like because I'm a big fan of Taysom Hill. I'm, I'm a big fan of him, not just as a football player, but I like him at the quarterback position. He's an unconventional quarterback. You know, his build is the build of a running back. You know, he can run the ball. He can throw the ball. He's tough as nails. You know, he's one of those quarterbacks that he slid last week, but he's one of those quarterbacks that's not really a slider. You know, so I just like everything about Taysom Hill. And the one thing that I like about this whole situation now is he has an extra week of learning how to throw the ball with that splint on his finger. Mm. Uh, I, I know we, we don't really harp on that a lot, but I'm telling you, a quarterback that has a splint on his middle throwing finger, that is tough to do. That's tough to do unless you're actually getting more time practicing with it, throwing with it until it becomes muscle memory of how to throw the ball correctly with that splint up there. You know, so I like the fact that he got an extra week uh, that he can – understand how to throw the ball uh, when it comes to his accuracy, what he have to do, certain things he have to tweak when he's trying to throw the ball with that split on his finger. So I feel like he's going to be better this week than he was last week. I think he has the opportunity to. And, and I, I just remember what he was able to do against Dallas. And, yeah, they lost that game. But, you know, he was beating Dallas with their legs. And, and the fact is, again, he didn't have to sit there and, and throw a lot. But he had, what, 11 carries for 101 yards. And it was one of those things, well – if I'm Dallas, keep running it until it, they stop it. That was kind of how yes. I felt on that one, right? And so, yes. you know, it didn't turn out the way they wanted. But, you know, against Tampa, I feel like it could be a similar thing. And, and just something about him that he can throw the ball. He's going to be more comfortable throwing with that splint on his finger. You know, the, the foot injury really, I mean, it's there, but it's not like it's something he really notices or he's even worried about. But, you know, I think that you let him let him do his thing. And as, if I'm Sean Payton, work up type how you game plan this game, try to be some aggressive. I think if you can, again, we talk about it all year, but be within at least one possession at halftime. Be in a position where you're at least in one possession going into the final quarter. And I think the Saints can pull this off. And I think a lot of it is going to center around the defense. They know how to get after Tom Brady. They know how to shut shut things down. They're good against the run. They're going to be tested against Leonard Fournette. But what I'm telling you is, is I just feel like it is. And they have a great they catch, too, because, you know, Antonio Brown's not there. And, you know, so obviously they still have some talent there. But. I think it bodes well for them, uh, but I really am looking forward to a strong defensive effort here. And I think offensively do enough, do what it takes to be able to get a win. It doesn't have to look pretty, just get it and then move on. Exactly. And, and you're hitting it right on the head. We have to do whatever we have to do to get this win. And it's going to be centered around, of course, our defense. That's the same way it was at the beginning of the season. Our defense was carrying us and, and they're going to have to do the exact same thing this game here. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you that the Bucks are more, I'm not going to say afraid, but the Bucks are more concerned about Taysom Hill playing quarterback than Jameis Winston's playing quarterback. Not saying that uh, Taysom Hill is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about when it comes to a defense trying to game plan a quarterback. I, I very much rather game plan Jameis Winston than Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill is so much more dangerous. Yeah, uh, and again – 
it's got that unknown factor again. And, you know, everybody wants to talk about, you know, this guy, oh, he's the next Steve Young, all this other stuff. Nobody, nobody cares about it. You, I, you know, if I'm tasting, I'm not listening to that crap. I just know I like to play football. That's all I'm worried about. I'm trying to put wins in the column for this team and keep the postseason aspirations alive. Lots going to have to go have, go right for this team. Um, I mean, let's just go there. What do you see happening in this one, and who wins and why? Is it, is it the Saints? Are we riding the Saints train this week, or are we coming to reality and saying, no, nah, I think the Bucks are going to get it? You know what? You want to say, if you're just from the outside looking in, and you want to say, you know, this game, the Bucks going to take this game. You want to say that. But I just believe in Taysom Hill. Seriously, I believe in Taysom Hill, and I think that Taysom Hill is going to get this going. And I think the defense came out there and and they play a great game the way they played the first time we played them. And I really feel like we win this game in a close one. I think it's going to be 21-24 Saints. Cardiac. Yep. I I feel like that's where it's (laughs) going to go. It's going to be close. And, you know, for New Orleans, they've won six straight uh, against the Bucs. And, you know, I get the postseason matchup and everybody wants to talk about regular season, but this is where it really matters. Sean Payton's team is back against the wall. They're going to be this in this situation the next several weeks until they're not in it or not in a space where they can't make the postseason. But you see teams like Seattle that are still trying to fight and they still are mathematically alive. And, you know, again, this is the NFL. Anything can happen over these final four weeks, four games. Saints, look, I feel like they can they surprise some people early. I think the key for them is get off to a killer start, force some three and outs get some early turnovers, go up maybe 10 to nothing on them, and then really put the, the pressure on the Bucks, And, you know, just try to be in the driver's seat a little bit like you were last week against the Jets. So I'm going to take them as well. Uh, I know I'm probably, you know, probably having a couple of margaritas or something when I say that. But, you know, <laughs> we're both going to ride the Saints this week. And, and I, I'm with you. I know it's going to be close. I'm going to give them more of like a 27-24 victory. I feel like – you know, it'll come down to final possession type situation. I feel that this team has their confidence back after winning. And that's all they needed to do was win. But I feel like yep. they they know they have it inside themselves defensively. They know the pressure is going to be on them to deliver, which will help take a little bit of pressure off the offense and what they have to do. But you have you're presumably going to have a healthy offensive line. You're going to have a healthy quarterback. You're going to have Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Again, it's just going to be a tough chess match to watch, but I think Sean Payton and his play calling, he shows just how brilliant he is, and the Saints are going to win this one. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I do. Well, we'll see how, how true it comes through. We might have some egg on our face next week when we talk about this, <laughs> but you know they'll play on Monday Night Football after this against the Dolphins at home. Feels like it's been forever since they've been at home, but you know that's just kind of how it goes. But Terrence, any final shots and thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir. Just go Saints. Yeah, go Saints. They needed this one. Uh, and, man, I tell you what, they win this one, and a lot of people are going to have to stop sleeping on them. They can't They can't really get into the postseason uh, in this playoff seating. They can't get up to seven, even if they win and everything goes their way. But it's going to go a long way if they can beat the Bucks. So we'll see how it goes. As always, just tune in to uh, us at Believe in Saints. Follow our pod. Give it a like. Subscribe. Download. And give us some good feedback. And as always, we want to thank Bet Online for producing today's show. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.